what do I define about blowing up? You know what I'm saying? Like feeling better, living better, better location. What he failed to tell you was when you're on my time, I can reclaim it. I, and he left that out, so I'm reclaiming my time. Please, please respond. Are you ready for a I'm rooting for um, everybody black. Betting on black tonight. I'm sorry for the realness. Hey everyone, it's Whitney from WhitneyDanielle.com and NetworkandSpill.com. And I'm excited to do this particular conversation because I struggle with this quite a bit. Actually, I used to struggle with it more than I do now, but it's still definitely an issue. And the issue is called FOMO, fear of missing out. And I know some of you are like, Whitney, what the hell? This is kind of random. Why are we talking about this? But I want to talk about FOMO from the perspective of an entrepreneur because as entrepreneurs, we're very busy and we're going to miss out on stuff. And it sucks. It sucks to have to, you know, or choose to work on a project, work on your website, redo your marketing, spend hours putting together graphics, studying the algorithm and working on social media stuff, building a, a content list of things for a course maybe that you're developing or, you know what I mean? Figuring out who you're going to partner with on your next launch. There's so much stuff that we do and it takes up quite a bit of time. And especially as solopreneurs where we're doing a lot of it ourselves. So a lot of what I see tends to be people who will put stuff aside and will say, I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to work. I'm going to get this stuff done and completed. And then I'm going to go back out there into the world. Right. And then go right back to my office or my desk or my computer, whatever it is. And I get it. You do need to have balance. And this is why I talk so much about balance and people get so annoyed with me, but I'm like, dude, you have to have some semblance of balance. It cannot be go, go fight, fight constantly. You can't do that. And the people who do that to me, I don't, one, I don't believe them. Two, I don't believe them. And three, I call bullshit. And I know that because I see people who are very go, go, fight, fight, but they get high all the time, right? They're out drinking a lot. They're taking these extravagant trips where I know for a fact they're not working the whole time. You'll see them watching tons of TV, right? Everybody has a thing that they do outside of their business. Everybody outside of like their business and their full-time job, everybody has a thing that they do. Now I have like a million things that I do, which is a great thing for me in the sense that I tend not to dive too deep in one thing too much or too often. For example, like you, you I love wineries, but you're not probably going to see me at wineries every single weekend all the time. Um, I like watching stuff on TV, just like the next person, but you're not going to see me watching TV all the time. You're just not, I may binge a show once a month or something, but I'm not constantly watching. I just don't have the bandwidth. I don't have the patience. And I also have zero attention span. Um, even books like books can be a thing that I use to sort of escape or do outside of my job at jobs, I guess, but I'm not reading all the time. I mean, even when I say that I am, I'm not. And so it's like, we have to have something that we're doing that takes us away from our work. We do. But the FOMO that can come can be overwhelming and it can feel like you're drowning when everybody around you, and I know it sounds a little dramatic, but when everybody around you is enjoying life and is out and they have, they seem to have this like insane freedom to just do whatever they want all the time, it's, it weighs on you. It, it can be really difficult because if you look at it, most people who are working a nine to five, they do their job. And sometimes they have cushy jobs where like during the day, they kind of shit around and don't do much. 
and especially if they're remote and they are able to not be on calls all the time and they can do their laundry. Like I sometimes can do my laundry or depending on the day, I can walk my dog for a little bit extra, or I can walk to Starbucks and, or get a smoothie right after work. Like I have a little bit of flexibility in my full-time job. Some people have way more and some people can really take advantage of that. And then like they get off work and then it's what happy hour. They're at happy hours doing this, this, and this. They're on rooftops. They're going to events. You know, maybe it's a concert in the middle of the week, a comedy show on a Friday night. Maybe they're hitting up some Zumba classes all the time, or they're going to rooftop events and speakeasies, and they're entertaining friends who are flying in. And you see them doing all this shit, and you're like, oh my god. And low key, you're like, I used to live like that. I know that what this life is like. This is so me. But you know that that's not where you're at right now. And so it's, it's like when you haven't finished your homework and your kid and your mom is like, or your parents, like you cannot go out and you're like, uh, but I can literally see my friends. I can hear them. They're right there. Yeah. Well, you didn't finish your homework because you were, you know, doing something else. It it feels like punishment. And that is what the memory is of when we're younger. For me, at least that's kind of when the FOMO started is when you see people doing other things as a kid and you want to do them too, but you're not allowed to. There were things, my parents were somewhat strict and I grew up on military bases a lot. So there were things that like my mom was like, absolutely not. You're not doing that. And it could have been my friends gallivanting in the mall by themselves or driving certain places with their licenses, like doing certain things. And my mom was like, nope, not happening. And I'm sitting there watching my friends get to go do something that I cannot do. And it sucked. It sucked then and it sucks now. But we're adults. And the thing is, the difference is, and I have to remind myself, and I'm sure you have to remind yourself too, is we chose this path. We have chosen to do this. And there are sacrifices that you're going to have to make as an entrepreneur for yourself, right? In your life so that you can have the bright, shiny objects, so that you can have the freedom in the future to go do what you want and be what you, where you want to be and have what you want to have. Like taking the time now to put your head down and to get into go mode and to do what you need to do is going to allow you the freedom and stuff that you want and to be able to do the things that you see your friends doing, but on your terms, the way that you want to do it. So maybe you don't want to take the trip to like Accra or you don't want to go to London for like an extended stay, or you don't want to take your lover to Hawaii or something like that. Maybe you want to do something totally different. You want to work in Thailand. You want to explore Australia's wine scene. You want to do something special. If that's what you want to do as it pertains to travel, turn up, like go do those things when the time comes, but you have to remain focused with your eye on the prize now. And so this is kind of like a mixed episode where we're going to talk about FOMO and how it can show up and then how you can navigate it. And then things that I personally do to remind myself that it's temporary and I can actually choose to focus on what I'm doing right now and not get super involved with what other people are doing. Because We have to remind ourselves of that too, even as at this big age that we're at right now. And then the other part is, I just want to acknowledge the elephant in the room because sometimes I think we as entrepreneurs, we just pretend like people aren't living their best lives while we're in the trenches. And that's just not, it's not cute. It's really truly happening. People are living their lives while we're here working and struggling and trying to get our shit together and dreaming and failing and recouping and relearning and hiring and losing and winning. And like, this is happening while the world is still spinning. How do we deal with that? So some of the things that I do, (laughs) one is I remember that a lot of times the people that I'm seeing that are living their best lives or seemingly living their best lives are not living their lives in the way that I want to. They're just not. The other thing I remind myself is most people still aren't happy. 
you see people on the rooftops and going to the comedy shows and like traveling extensively and entertaining and getting drunk all the time and doing these things. And while we're not judging, we're not, I don't care if you drink all the time or you get high all the time. Like, I don't care, but I don't want that lifestyle. That's not for me. So I can't compare. And they say not to do this, right? I try not to compare my day 74,000 to someone else's day 1 million. You know what I mean? I try not to do that. I am where I am. I'm cool with that. And that helps to fire and fuel me up to get to where I'm going. And I also use sometimes now, I I change the perspective of when I see people doing these things. So if I see someone taking this like incredible trip or being on a stage or, you know, it doesn't have to be like extracurricular things. It could be business things too. They're part of a panel that I want to fucking be on. They're on a stage or at a conference that I've been dying to be a part of for like five years. Maybe they got to work with a, a very specific influencer or coach in the industry. Maybe they got to be on a particular podcast show. And I'm like, oof, I've wanted to be on that show for so long. And I'm seeing other people do it. I've trained myself now to be like, okay, if it happened for them, I know it can happen for me too. If they were able to get so-and-so on their show or to be a part of their event, I can too. If they were able to create a course like that, I can too. If they were able to build a website that gorgeous, I can too. If they were able to get married in the middle of the Maldives, like I can do, like I can do it as well. Them doing it is only confirmation that it's possible for me too. And in my own way, it's confirmation. So that eases my FOMO because I just don't care as much anymore. Now, I still sometimes feel FOMO when like it's a Tuesday night and everyone's pinging me to go do something random. And I'm like, bro, I have podcasting to do or I have an interview or I have this or I have that. Like I have stuff I'm doing. I can't run the streets on a Tuesday night. But then it's like sometimes I can. And I remind myself that it's just a week. It's just a day. It's just one night on the town. And I think, too, I give myself permission to live my best life as often as I can. And to be as grateful for what I am doing and what I do have as often as I can. Because when I do that, when I do have to put my head down and get some work done, it's okay. Because I know I was winning. I went really hard. I was winning this weekend. I was able to hang out with X, Y, and Z person. We were able to go to X, Y, and Z event. We were able to have an amazing time. I got Snapchat videos of it. Like I had a great time. And now it's time to work. There's a time and a place. My mom used to always say that. There's a time and a place for everything. And sometimes the time and the place is to be working on your computer right now and not out in the streets over there. It's okay. And you have to give yourself permission to live fully because when I live fully on my time away from my computer, I don't regret it when I go back to my computer. And I don't feel guilty for being at my computer or for needing to be at my computer and for not being able to be around other people. See, the thing with FOMO too is that sometimes FOMO can be incited by people around you. Literally, people in your social circle especially those who are not entrepreneurs, especially those, they will pressure you to want to be and do and go with them when you know, and they kind of know too, that you have other shit to do. They know you have a podcast. They know you have a YouTube channel. They know that you have customers, clients, and people that you're working with. They know you have a big launch coming up. They know that you're building a course. They know that you're saving for this particular car. They know that you're trying to get from point A to point B. They know that for the most part but they're still asking you and hitting you up because they forget people are living in their own worlds and they just want you to be a part of it. And so I have learned to one, not get frustrated anymore when I get constantly hit up to go places. I actually look at it now as an honor. 
How cool is it that so many people are hitting me up to go out? How awesome is it that I have friends who want to include me in shit that they're doing? That's amazing. Even though they know that I have my own thing going on, they're still including me because they could just back burner me and say, ah, I'm just going to assume Whitney's unavailable because she's got shit going on. You know what? I don't always have shit going on. Well, I do, but like, I don't, I don't always have a full packed jammed schedule. So ask me, it's okay to ask. You never know until you do. And that's the other part as well, right? If we are surrounded by people who care about us, they're going to ask us. They're going to want to know what we're doing. They're going to want to know our schedule. And if they really, truly are close, like I have some people that are very close to me and they know what I'm doing. They know that I'm about to do some Facebook ads. They know that I've been working on this thing because I'm talking about it all the time. And those are the people that are really going to help rally and, and help you to keep the FOMO at bay. Because if they say, oh, well, Whitney, we're going to go to this event on this day. I know you have this event. However, we're going to do that again next month, or we're going to do that again in like three months when so-and-so is in town. And then it's like, okay, the FOMO can go down because there's going to be another opportunity to have that kind of fun again. And then, right, I also, I try my best now when I'm planning and when I'm doing certain launches and I'm looking at my month to make sure that I notate certain things. Like if somebody has a wedding, if somebody has a birthday, if somebody's having a bridal shower or those types of life marking events, I do prioritize that. It doesn't necessarily come before my goals, but it's part of my life. These people are part of my life and I care about them and I'm not going to miss a wedding because I have a launch. That's just the way my priorities are set up. I value my relationships more than I value hitting a certain monetary goal each quarter for the most part, right? (laughs) For the most part. But that's the thing. You also, and this is something else that's important. You can also navigate your way through stuff. So for example, let's say this launch that you have really is around the same time as someone's wedding and you're not part of the wedding. So that's cool. You're just an invitee, right? An invitee, a guest, and you just need to show up. But maybe that means you don't go to the reception for a super long time. Maybe that means you get an Uber back home instead of staying. If it's a kind of a local wedding, maybe that means you do your launch there at that location. Let's say it's a destination place. If you can work there or maybe extend your stay or maybe get there early to accommodate for the work that you have to do. And you just say, look, I'm going to be there for the wedding. I'll be there for the reception, but I will not be there for all the pre-shit that you guys do. I have to do this launch right? Those are the boundaries that you're able to create. That way you don't miss out, but you're also respecting what you have and your goals because your monetary goals are important. And there are some people who are going to act like their life happenings are actually more important than you and your shit that you're doing. Now in general, that's not true, but in the moment you do want to give space for the most part to other people and what's happening in their lives. If they have like a baby that they're bringing into the world, or if they were just really sick in the hospital and they need you. And I think too, we have to make space for, for like those types of things to happen sort of haphazardly because we don't know. We don't know. And I don't think it's, it is not in my personal experience. I do not like to throw people on the side of the road and pretend like I know that, or pretend like I don't know that they need my help just because I have some stuff going on. I try my best to make space. I try my best to not miss out on opportunities to be a good fucking person. And I think that's important to remember because sometimes we can get so tunnel vision into our dreams and our goals and our plans and our things that we actually bulldoze over relationships that we have, family things that are going on, people who are actually in need, who are in our social circle, who we typically would not 
drop like a hot potato over some business stuff, right? It's good to keep your values while you're, you're working towards your goals. That's important to me. And I feel like it's important to a lot of us. So just remember that. And I'm, I'm certain this is not going to happen to you often, but there will come a time or multiple times where you'll have to make sort of an executive decision on whether you're going to stop working and go entertain someone who's crying over a boy because they broke up or say you have to say no to something because you really want to do something else for you. That can be hard. And you'll still sometimes have that FOMO later when you see the video footage of them partying or going on that party bus or going to that strip club or taking that flight or going to Vegas to celebrate, whatever. You're going to have to say no sometimes and it's okay. I think financially we miss out when we're spending tons of money on coaches and we're spending money and investing in ourselves. Our time is money and our money is precious. And so if, if you're putting your funds towards something, you're going to miss out on being able to put your funds toward other things. And I have found that sometimes if people really want you to go, they'll help you get there, you know, and they'll say, look, I know you have zero cash for like extracurricular bullshit. However, I got your seat, right? I bought your ticket. I got you the concert ticket. I did the thing so that you could go and you didn't have to compromise your financial budget and have that FOMO and miss out because I know you really want to go. Some of your friends will do that and it's okay to let them because you have a goal. And if it were in the opposite situation, you might be the one doing the same thing. And that's how I like to look at it. If I've got it and you want it, I'm going to try my best to help out. And I expect the same from my friends. Now, if they say, no, girl, I'm sorry, I only have enough to get my take. I'm not going to ask them, right? And I'll, I'll tell them, like, look, I don't have the cash to go on that three-day festival concert in the middle of the desert or up north. No, I don't have it. I don't have it. I had it last time, but guess what? I have got goals this year that I want to hit that are a little more pressing to me than going to see Wiz Khalifa. And they can respect that. You know what I mean? And that's where you, again, can bargain and say, look, I can't go to the three-day festival this weekend. However, when Wiz comes through in the fall for this other tour, I'm down. Or I'm down to see another performer later on this year. It's okay. And then I think the people that you love that know you will be okay with dealing with it as well, because they just are thinking really most of the time they're thinking about them and their experience as well. So being able to bargain, be able to let people sometimes take care of you when you have things that you're trying to focus on. Maybe there is a day that you do have available, but you just don't have the funds because those funds have been allocated. When you're working a full-time job and you're using that full-time job to fuel your business, sometimes you don't have the extra cash and you will have FOMO. There were so many times where I wouldn't go out because I know how I am when I go out. <laughs> Working for a uh, top, a big four firm um, taught me to really go out hard. So when I go out, I get whatever the fuck I want. I want the appetizer and I want the lobster and I want dessert like turn up. And I don't typically skimp. And I know me, I've taught myself to get what I want because life is short and do what you want. But if I don't have that kind of cash, Whitney's not going out. And people know that. And every so often I might make an appearance or I may drop in or maybe I'll go early, grab a quick drink, and then I'll cash out and be like, hey guys, whatever, whatever, I got to go. I may do that. You know what I mean? Again, the bargaining and the setting up the boundaries and being creative. But if I don't have the cash to go out, my ass isn't going out. And the FOMO is just the FOMO because guess what? There have been so many times where I've had all the cash and I've been the one rallying people to go out. There are always going to be ebbs and flows. If there's one thing that being a contractor taught me, and if there's one thing I've seen with social media, if there's one thing I've seen with the weather, if there's one thing I've seen with the dating, is that people come, people go, things ebb and flow constantly. As a contractor, you're often making so much money 
and like certain stints of time. And then you're out of a job because the contract ends. It doesn't get renewed. Maybe your role just gets discontinued. And then what? You got to find a new contract to get on. I've had that happen. I've had two contracts just end abruptly. One of them wasn't super abruptly. We just didn't think it was going to end. We thought it was going to get renewed. The other one just abruptly got ended. There was too much drama within leadership. They couldn't get their stuff together and it just ended. And so I'm sitting here with a project that was supposed to go through like the end of the year in July. Like, well, what the hell? There are ebbs and flows. That's life. And you have to be prepared for them. So if you don't have the cash to go out right now, if you don't have the time to go out right now, if you don't have the energy to go out right now, guess what? It'll come around later. Shit, look back on when it did happen before. That's what I do. I know for a fact that there's going to be times where I have it and there's going to be times where I don't. And that could be anything. That could be energy, time, money, bandwidth, patience. Sometimes I don't have the patience to do a certain shit. I'm just not going to deal with it. And then I don't. Because guess what? I'm a grown up. I don't have to do shit I want to do. And once I kind of really sat with that, because I think as women too, we're often peer pressured, I think a bit more to do shit that we don't want to do, right? To be around people we don't want to be around, to go places we don't want to go. And I had a friend group that I was living near and they always wanted to go to the same fucking places. And I was like, y'all, I don't want to go to that freaking bar again. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. Even if I had all the money, I'm not going there because my patience and my tolerance and my wherewithal with that, I just don't want to go. And so I wouldn't, and I was of course like super nice about it. I would just like slowly be quiet and sort of back out of the room. You know, I would go to the corner of the chat, the group chat that we're texting and I'd be like, yeah. And I would just say, I'd, you know, I have other things to do or I just wouldn't agree to go or I'd be like, I'll catch y'all next time or maybe I'll go out or I have other shit to do. Say whatever you need to say. And if you, one thing I will say about that is if you get people who are constantly pushing you, even though you said you're not interested, that's where you've got to start to cut people off and silence them, especially if you're working towards your goals. If they can't respect your goals, then they can't respect your time, which means they don't respect your money, which means they don't respect you. So like, we're not, we're not gonna, this isn't gonna work. If I literally tell you and you care about me, if I tell you I have this goal coming up and I have this thing that I'm working towards and you literally are like, yeah, mm -hmm, don't care, let's go party, you're not the friend for me. And as much as I may love partying with you and we have a great time and every day, you know, every time we go out, it's just a blast. I can't, I can't let that supersede what I've got going on. I just can't do it. And it's not even about the money. Sometimes I've hung out with people who they pay for shit when we go out girlfriends. They're like, let's go out. Let's go out. You want a drink? Let's get a drink. Let's get her a drink. When they start drinking, they get more and more friendly and they're buying the bar. They're buying this. They're buying whatever you fucking want. I have girls and guys that do this all the time. It's not always about the money. It's about the energy and the fact that like tomorrow I cannot afford to be hungover. That to me is important. That's one of the reasons why I had to slow down on brunch. And then it was one of the reasons why, because I love brunch so much, I had to slow down on what I was drinking and eating at brunch. Because it wasn't the brunch that was fucking me over. It was what I was consuming and then how much. And then my whole day was shot. And this was after going out on a Saturday night. I'm like, girl, my whole weekend is gone. As somebody who is a solopreneur with a full-time job, I really only have the weekends and certain nights of the week to be able to do shit that I want to do for myself. I can't go out. Friday night for drinks, maybe do a happy hour. Saturday, get a little bit of work done. Maybe go to a cafe in the morning if I'm not super hungover or do some kind of like cafe vibe co-working bit and then go back out only to do brunch on Sunday all fucking day. 
I don't care what time brunch starts. Brunch can start at four. My, that's my whole day, right? So for me, it's just, I had to stop. That wasn't sustainable. Did I miss out on a bunch of brunches? I did. But guess what? I also went to a lot of brunches too. I had my fair share. I had a great time. And I think we've all gotten to that point in our lives where we know that like, we don't need to be everywhere. Even the most extroverted people know this. We don't need to be everywhere. We don't need to be out all the time. We don't need to be in the streets constantly. Sometimes it's really nice to not be in the streets. And I think that's the thing too, is when we fully, like I said before, allow ourselves to enjoy the free time that we do have, it makes it easier for us to put our heads down and work when we need to work. It does. Like I literally will, I have proven, I've, I've done it over and over. I've done doing it for years and multiple like places in the United States from the West coast, like beach towns to down South in, in Dallas, Texas, to the DC area. I've done it. It can be done up all the way up, I guess, to Boston. Well, I was in Boston for a while and I would get pinged to go out with this group that I was in all the time. But sometimes I had to go to a conference. I wasn't going to be around. I was going to miss the gala. I was going to miss this. I was going to miss the speakeasy and the open mic night, the really cool restaurant tour. It's okay because I got to do so many other cool things with them. And I got to experience a lot of Boston in a short period of time with some incredible people. Hey, so you know how Oprah has her list of favorite things that she does each year? Well, if I were to do my own, my Silk and Sandra planner would 1000% be at the very top of this list. So this planner has helped me with my personal life and with my business, just keeping myself organized, tracking things. I can track everything in this planner. I'm talking my food intake. I can track my mood. I can track my sleep. I can track my day to day. This thing has saved me from a million sticky notes everywhere with like the same stuff on them. I can track each day independently, work on my focus, work on my intention, gratitude list. I can track my daily habits. Habits. I can even start new ones and track them. There's an app now. There's a Facebook group. I mean, this planner is epic. It's a monthly subscription service, which means every month my mailbox is blessed with a brand new month with a brand new theme and motif and design and focus. And I just love it. This is the closest to a, a planner that like I can possibly get. That's just like one that I would make for myself, like from scratch, hands down the closest I have ever found. So if you are interested, I have a promo code. You can get 10 bucks off your first order. Super, super simple. The link is in the show notes, as well as in my Instagram bio over at Whitney Danielle co underscore. If you have questions, let me know. I'm sure I'll do a whole episode or a YouTube series on this because I love it that much. But anyway, just wanted to tell you about that. Back to the episode. So that's something to remember. And I will say too, do not succumb to pressure, um, especially when that pressure feels not so great, right? It's one thing to be pressured to do something like you need to do. Sometimes your really good friends are going to pressure you to take a fucking break from your computer. And I think you should listen to them. Okay. I think you should listen because at some point, sometimes as solopreneurs, we can actually get so used to saying no to things that we don't actually say yes to anything. Yeah. Not good. Not healthy. Not the move. If you need to take a break and, and you, and you're clearly getting messages from people around you that you need to take a break, take the break. It's like when you're working and you forget to eat and you're like, God, I feel like I just can't get my thoughts right. Like I'm just struggling right now. I'm trying to focus and I can't. And it's like, well, have you eaten anything? And then you eat and you're like, Oh, I feel so much better now. And you forget like the look, this happens to me almost every day. 
But like I had to, I've literally had to write down on a sticky note. Like if I feel like crap, ask myself these questions because I literally will forget. Have I eaten in the last several hours? Have I gone outside? Have I drank enough water? Have I taken my vitamins? What's my coffee looking like? Do I need to take something? And then I'll react as opposed to being upset and then like having a mini tantrum and being like, fuck this. I don't have any energy. I can't focus. This isn't going anywhere. This project is shit. And like, that's what, you know, that's what I used to do. Or I just go lay down and sleep for hours. (laughs) That's not the vibe. If you're getting pressure to go do something healthy that you need to be doing, then please go do it. And yes, brunch can be healthy. Yes. Twerking on a Saturday night can be healthy. Yes. Getting drunk at a wine bar on a Tuesday can be healthy. Yes. It absolutely can be healthy. Go outside, go outside. That's what I love about winter. And it's funny because like, I'm not a winter person, but as an entrepreneur, I've begun to love winter so much because you don't get hit up every five minutes to go outside. It's fantastic. Especially on like the East coast. You just don't. The winter is perfect. It's like the time where you can put your head down. You can canoodle. I'm canoodling with my laptop though, and get shit done. I do my best research. I come up with fantastic ideas. I plan for my year. I do this. I launch. I learn. I read. I watch. I do so many things in the winter because I don't have to leave my house and there's no pressure. No one's knocking at my door, hitting me up. Let's go to this rooftop. Let's go on a yacht. Let's go do this. Let's take this trip. None of that's happening because it's winter. It's cold. Everyone's like faking to be booed up. I can't drive in the winter because I have a car with rear wheel drive. So don't ask me to go shit because I can't, right? Don't ask me to go bowling unless you're picking my ass up. Don't, because I'm not taking my car out. If the roads are gross, if there's salt everywhere, count me out. I'm just not interested. Unless you have a baby, I'm not interested. So for me, winter is great, but you get to pick and choose. And the cool thing about the winter time is there are holidays. So you literally have built-in time to celebrate, eat like crazy, spend time with friends and family. Friendsgiving is getting more and more popular which means you have time. All of us at this point know somebody who runs a Friendsgiving, if not multiple people, because I have different social circles. Like I've got several I can go to. I should, I could do my own, but that's the thing. You have fun. You have fun built into all the work that you're getting to do. And then once it starts to like not be winter anymore and the seasons are changing, it's like everything shifts. And you get to really start to explore more and like emerge and go out more. The seasons are so beautiful for entrepreneurs. And I'll do a whole episode about this another time. But for me, that's been helpful. I have less FOMO, especially like in the summer, because I know that the winter I can actually sit down and no one's going to be in my face to go out every five minutes. They're just not. They're not going to be running around doing this. My neighbors aren't going to be like, let's go and walk over here and let's go play with the dogs for three hours outside. No. No, because when it was 16 degrees, we were going in and out, literally walk the dog, go back inside, walk the dog, go back inside. That's it. Whereas in the summertime, it's let's go, let's hang out, let's do this. And then after we'll get gelato and you know, no, 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 no. So I allow myself to do certain things in the summertime that I wouldn't in the winter and vice versa. And I do it in moderation. That's the thing too. Moderation, FOMO will subside if you do shit in moderation. Allow yourself to go get drunk on a Tuesday. Allow yourself to do the brunch. Allow yourself to relax. Allow yourself to sleep in every so often. Allow yourself to binge watch the Bridgerton show. Allow yourself to read a book that's not about business. Allow yourself to have some fucking fun. To do something that's a little bit of a time suck. Allow yourself to do it. I think a lot of times people burn out because they're not allowing themselves to live. 
They turn the FOMO off completely and they just work themselves into the ground. And then they wonder why they're miserable and why shit's not working. In order to get that creative flow going, in order to get into that rhythm, you got to give yourself some time to breathe. Nobody likes that, right? But everyone's pushing it. So it's just, it's frustrating. And that's something that in the industry I've tried to like really distance myself from and I keep it up. I keep it moving. And, and I will say on social media, if you're following people on social media, this is a huge pro tip. If you're following people on social media who make you feel like shit and who turn up the volume on your FOMO, deactivate them, hide their posts, unfollow, unsubscribe, whatever you need to fucking do, but get rid of them because they're not helping. They're not helping. If they make you feel bad about yourself, if they make you feel like you're not doing enough in your business, if they make you feel like you're behind in life, if they make you feel like you don't have enough money to do anything extravagant and cool, if they make you feel like you're not the right size or the right shade or have the right hair texture, any of that shit, it's time for them to go. Please do a purge. This is the perfect time to do it, but I do it all the time. And now I do it where if I'm scrolling and I feel some type of way about the person, I mute them. It can be so addicting to follow the wrong people on social media. He means, oh, it's, it's addicting to follow the right people on social media, right? I love the people I follow on my TikTok. They're fucking awesome, but it's addicting. And to follow the wrong people, it's, it's an even worse, gross type of addiction. Like, no, it's like, yikes, please stop doing this to yourself. It's uncute and it's not helpful at all. Unfollow them, please mute them, please. If they're a friend of yours, you can mute you don't have to say their shit. Listen, I have friends who I love and adore, who love and adore me, who are like, Whitney, I never see your posts. Yeah, because the algorithm is fucking wonky. Like, blame on the algorithm. Oh, yeah, I know I didn't see your post about that thing that you did. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, you muted them because they needed to be muted. Fuck that. This is your mental health. Okay. And I will also say that getting a mental health professional to help you work through some of the FOMO that you might have is important too, because we have to be able to stand in our truth of what we're wanting in this life and go after it with the confidence, with the fervor, with the energy, with the passion that we truly, truly have regularly with support, with guidance, with whatever tools that we need. That's our birthright. In my opinion, If you want to be an entrepreneur and you want to do your thing and you want to follow your dreams, you should be able to do that. And you should not have, hopefully, things blocking you that are preventable or work aroundable. And you don't have to do it by yourself. That's the cool thing about having a full-time job is you have benefits. Most likely you have health benefits, which will include some type of therapy. And yeah, it can get expensive, but you know what? There are ways around that too. There are ways around that too, from all these like apps that they have now, which may or may not work for you, but they are an option that wasn't around a couple years ago to being able to use your free resources at your job, to getting a a practice locally that will work for you, to journaling and, or even just going a few times and taking what they've said and, and applying it. Sometimes we don't need a therapist. Sometimes we need a coach or a mentor to help us figure out better strategies. Like you can lessen your FOMO by boosting yourself. And that's where like the professionals can come in. You can hire someone, you can get a therapist, you can work through whatever you have that's been lingering, that's keeping you so focused on what other people are doing versus what you say that you want. Like that's some work you got to work through. And like I said, I've come up with several different tactics for myself to deal with it. And again, I'm one of those extroverted people and I hate missing out on things. I've learned, I hate missing out on things because as a kid being moved around all the time on different bases and like having different friendship circles and wanting to fit in so much, because when you move someplace, you're just like 
throwing yourself into a social circle that you do not know anyone in. And it's hard to be accepted when you're a kid and like people don't know you and they're, they're threatened by you or they're confused or you talk or sound different because you have an accent because you were just living in Texas or you were just living in New York or your parents are from Boston. And like, why do they sound funny? And like all the things, it can be hard. And I used to get FOMO from seeing people doing shit. And then because my parents were so strict, it was hard to deal with that too. And so all you want to do is like low-key rebel. And as a grown-up, sometimes you'll take some of those tendencies into what you're doing, i.e. if I know I have a deadline, sometimes I would say, fuck it, I'm an adult, I'm going to go do what I want to do instead. I'm going to go when someone asks me to go. I'm going to go on the date with this guy who I don't even really know or know if I like instead of working on the podcast stuff because they keep bugging me to go out with them or whatever. And now I know I've got a little bit more self-control. I let myself do things, but I also can like sort of parent myself and manage myself in a better way that works for me and my goals. And it's sometimes trial and error. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, if I can go to brunch and not get super turnt, um, then afterwards I can maybe take a quick nap and then we can go to a cafe and work. It's okay to not get smashed at brunch. It's okay to go to a winery. And and like last weekend, I went to a winery with a good friend of mine and I went home and I was able to get some work done. It was perfect. Who would have thunk? I used to go to wineries and get completely, (laughs) by like the last winery, I'm turnt. My day is done. I would go home. I used to do this on Sundays. I would go home after touring like three wineries that day and I would feel so good. I would have my Sunday dinner with my family and then I would get ready for the week and I was feeling nice. I don't live like that anymore, but it's okay. It's okay to like go to brunch and not get drunk. It's okay to go on a date and not be out for four hours. It's okay. It's okay to watch one episode of a TV show and save the rest for another day. You have self-control. You can have boundaries with yourself. You can have parameters that you need to meet and respect, and you have other goals like for your business that you're trying to hit and constantly reminding yourself of that is also important. What is your why? I talk about that a lot with the people that I work with. What is your why? And when you know what that is and you know what you're working towards, it makes it a little easier to deal with any twinge of FOMO that you might have that might come up. It makes it easier. I know it does for me because when I have the backseat and the SUV that's all-wheel drive that I want, I'm going to be able to take my friends around instead of always having to be the one that gets taken around. I'm going to be able to go on road trips with my car and like take a bunch of shit. I'm going to be able to pick up the person from the airport with a bunch of stuff in their car. Like there are so many things I'm going to be able to do when I hit that goal. And I'm excited. I just remember that. And maybe that's not a great example because like, who cares? We have Uber now, we have other options, but still being able to drive my car with a backseat with my friends is something I'm looking forward to. And I remind myself of that when, you know, I get asked for the 80th time to go to this bar or to go on this event. So hopefully these have helped and they've given you some food for thought, something to think about and marinate in. And hopefully your FOMO will go down. I don't know what your FOMO levels are. Like if you, if they fluctuate, maybe through like Certain times of the year, maybe summer is really hard because everyone's vacationing or you fear you're missing out on stuff during the holidays when everyone's getting together and you may not have that. Or maybe it's wedding season gets you like we all have something that gets us. Maybe certain people have pets, but your life is a bit too busy, so you can't have the pet. I don't know. We all have things. Maybe it's all business stuff. Maybe you see people killing it in their business and you're like, why is that not happening to me? And you're just, you know, up in arms about it. Think about it. And, and start to figure out ways to overcome that. What can you do today? What can you do this month to allow yourself to not feel so blank about that? It could be angsty. It could be upset. It could be frustrated. It could be straight up anger, right? Resentment. 
How can you remove those feelings and, and just recalibrate and refocus your energy on moving forward with what you want to do? on being grateful for what you have, on the experiences that you've experienced, on the things that you've been able to do. Sometimes me looking at my Facebook memories or my Snapchat memories when I was traveling all the time, it refuels me when I haven't been traveling a lot because COVID fucked everything over. That makes me feel good looking back and saying, oh, I remember that trip to Miami. Oh my God, I remember that birthday. Oh my God, I remember that one time we went to that winery and you were twerking on the rental car. Like that's stuff I look at to remind me, okay, yes, I used to have so much fun. It's okay if I'm not having as much fun right now. I will have fun like that again soon. And I'm so thankful for these crazy memories that I already have. So gratitude can go a long freaking way, my friends, a long way. Please have gratitude, have grace, have discernment because not everything is for you. Not everything is for you. You don't need to be everywhere all the time. Being out in the streets is lovely, but it's not lovely all the time. And that your time will come. The time will come for you to go and do these things that you really want to do. You just have to be patient. You just have to have patience and, and know and expect that these things are going to happen to you soon at the right time. When it's the right time, you want to go to Bali at the right time. Of course you do. You want to get that car at the right time. You want to go get brunch and go to that concert at the right time. You do. So that's what I focus on. And don't forget to delete those people on social media who make you feel like shit because they're not worth following. I can guarantee it. And with that being said, we're going to close out this episode. I'm excited for the next one. I hope you are too. Make sure you leave me a review. I feel like I've rhymed several times in this episode. I don't know if you caught that. I love when I do that. It's low-key so much fun. Like when it happens, I'm like, I wonder if, yeah, no, that didn't, that did rhyme. Um, but make sure you leave a rating. You can leave a rating on Spotify. I believe, I looked at this recently. I believed that the number... I believe the number to show up on Spotify, like when you click on the show in parentheses, it'll actually tell you how many reviews there are now. But I think in order for it to show, you have to have more than 10. So I know this is a new feature. I've already rated my show. I need y'all to do it on Spotify so that I can, I can get the little parentheses with the numbers on it. So people can tell that like more than just me listens on Spotify. I know some of y'all are really listening on Apple podcast still. And I do too. Don't get me wrong. I, when I'm looking for podcast shows, I do it on Apple podcasts. I don't really do it on Spotify, even though Spotify is coming up. But my point is rate the show on, on Spotify, please. Most of us have a Spotify account or know someone who does. You do have to click a couple episodes before it'll let you leave a rating FYI. But then if you have Apple podcasts and you haven't left a, a review there and a rating, please do so. Because I think I was at 40 something. I was trying to get to 50. And that's my goal. I really want to do that. So would appreciate it. If you haven't done it yet, please do. Um, because I do have FOMO when I look at the other people who have hundreds of reviews. And I'm like, oh, I want hundreds of reviews on my podcast show. I've been podcasting for a while. Let's get it. Let's get it. And you can help me do that. So with that being said, I'll be back next week with an episode for you with a phenomenal guest. You'll have to find out who next week. And if you need anything from me, please send a DM to Whitney Danielle Co underscore on Instagram. I really love voice notes. You can send me a voice note about whatever you'd like. Um, I do have some offers that are coming and offers that I currently have. So if you're interested in those, please hit me up and I'll talk to you then. All right. Take care.
Hey there, before you go, real quick, just want to make sure that I let you know that I would be amiss if I did not offer you something special to go with this podcast episode. Now, as part of my Patreon, you get access to bonus stuff and also early access to my programs and offers, and you typically get something special when you sign up for stuff with me too. But with that being said, right now, at the time of this recording, I have spots open to my one-on-one 90-day intensive coaching program. And this is for folks who are really trying to maximize the results, hit their goals, and have the organization and prioritization boundaries and work-life balance that they've never had before. So my application can be found pretty much anywhere, but WhitneyDanielle.com is one of the easier places to find it. Apply. If you have questions, DM me, send me an audio note, let me know. I'm here to help and I'm really excited to see you win in 2022 and beyond. All right. See you next episode. 